Australian cricket train they're back in action today against New Zealand uh, for that T20 clash. It'll be interesting to see uh, what the final lineup will be to talk about uh, that series and everything in the world of cricket. Glenn Mitchell joins me on the line. Hello, Glenn. Hey, Matt. How are you going? Very well. How are you? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. It's an interesting period at the moment. Uh, domestic cricket and, uh, as you mentioned, the Aussies back in action today and What's interestingly now going to be the uh, the Chapel Hadley series. It always used to be the 50 over series, but uh, it's now going to be moved in future to a T20 competition, which is interesting. Do you like like that move to see it move to the the T20s, or did you prefer it being from the ODIs? Um, I'm sort of not overly worried either way. Um, I think perhaps it's an indication by both boards that we're likely to see them play more T20 cricket against each other than we are playing 50-over cricket. And I think that's the reason that they've done it. I mean, there have been times in the past where they've even swapped the or retained the Chapel Hadley Trophy in um, international tournaments, like when they come together at a, a World Cup or a Champions Trophy in years gone by. Um, they could actually relinquish it just in a one-off game situation. But, yeah, it looks like uh, this is the future. Now it's going to be T20s. And from what I understand, if there are or is a tour that encompasses T20s and 50 overs, they're going to revert to something similar to the women's ashes. They're going to have a point system. Uh, and that will decide aggregating the points at the end of both those types of cricket being played as to who actually either retains or regains the trophy. Looking forward to this T20 series, a gear up, I guess, for the T20 World Cup and a chance for Australia to have a look at some players. Uh, we know Tim David, uh, he's going to be there and plays that role at number six. Do you think he's a, a guy that we'll see at the T20 World Cup playing that finishing role? I think most definitely. I mean, uh, I know his, his figures are a bit different when you look at them because it does include, his overall figures does does include his performances for Singapore in international cricket. And, you know, some of those are against the likes of Qatar and Nepal and Oman. But since he's been playing for Australia, he has been incredibly successful and a strike rate of over 160. So when you throw him into the mix with Glenn Maxwell in that middle order, if they both happen to come off in any one game, whether they're chasing or, more importantly, if they're setting a target, uh, there's a fair bit of batting there. There's no doubt about it. I think we've heard from Mitch Marsh in the lead-up to this series. The top three, in his mind, as captain, has been secured. It'll be Head and Warner to open it himself at number three. And then it remains to be seen what happens after that. The interesting one is Cameron Green. Um, he has been kept back in Australia to play... Red Ball Shield cricket ahead of the two tests to be played across there in Wellington and Christchurch. So you wonder whether he is still in the mix to make this T20 side. The one that's got the most, or well, the two areas I suppose have got the most fascination is whether it will be Wade or Inglis or both. And then if it is both, it pretty much squeezes out Steve Smith uh, when we get to the T20 World Cup in June, in the middle of the year, in, in the Caribbean and the US. So there is a lot to, to actually look at in this particular series, um, even though it sort of flies under the radar a little bit, I guess. But, yeah, the, the Steve Smith situation is an interesting one. Would you personally like like to see Smith in there, or do you think he lacks a little bit of firepower for the T20 game? Um, well, he is an inventive cricketer. I mean, we saw him not long ago play two outstanding innings for Australia in 50-over cricket. Um, 
In fact, he hit hundreds uh, off exactly the same number of balls. This is going back well, some of the four last. Um, yeah, I mean, nowadays it seems to be, that is that it is all about explosiveness. And, you know, you've got, if you look at that head, Warner, Marsh, um, Tim David and Maxwell, and then you throw in a Wade or an Inglis, um, and you've got Matt Short there as well. Um, Cameron Green has been very destructive in the IPL at various times. You wonder whether there is a position there for Steve Smith. I don't know whether you need anyone playing an anchor role when you're only talking about 120 deliveries. So I think he may be in danger of actually missing out, and Green may be the one that comes into the squad. And you put Green in there, and it also gives you a lot more flexibility. You've got Green and Marsh backing up primarily Stark, Hazelwood and Cummins. Um, and then you throw in Damper as, as the specialist spinner, potentially Maxwell and David. Um, it really does give Marsh a lot of options in regard to who he can go to. If one of his primary bowlers happens to be collared through his first two overs. So, yeah, it'll be fascinating to see where the green comes in for Smith come the middle of the year. And looking at the the bowling front as well, I guess Jason Berendorf, who was named that T20 player of the year, probably in danger now of, of being pushed out by the, the big three playing to prepare for that T20 World Cup. Yeah, it's unfortunate. He didn't have a great series in um, uh, in India or even back here at the, the start of the summer. Um, the interesting one, another one, of course, is Marcus Stoinis. He was named in this squad but has come out with injury and um, Spencer Johnson has taken his place. Nathan Ellis is in there as well. Um, Stoinis' form has been really up and down. Um, the unfortunate thing for him is that when he's had a good game, it's only been in one discipline. You know, he's bowled well in some games. He's batted a bit better in others. It's been a long time since he's posted a, a decent 50 for Australia. So Spencer Johnson may get his opportunity over there. Um, I'm, I don't think Stark, Hazelwood and Cummins will play all three games, um, keeping in mind that um, that trio is going to be used in the, the back-to-back test series. So Johnson will probably get an opportunity. Uh, and so too will Ellis. So it may be now that Marcus Coynes has got an injury at a very inappropriate time for him. Looking ahead to that uh, test series uh, for Australia, it should be a good contest. Unfortunately, only a, a two-test series and the first time we've been there since, I think, 2016. So how are you seeing uh, this one tracking for the Aussies? It'll be fascinating to see what happens at the Basin Reserve the first test because traditionally New Zealanders like to produce a pitch that is quite tinged with green, um, unfortunately for them, Kyle Jamison is a very big out. Um, he's going to be out now for the best part of the year with a stress fracture. He is a very handy bowler with his height, uh, left arm over the wicket, um, has a terrific record in his short test career. They're really going to rely on the, the experience of Tim Southey. But if they do create a pitch over there that is going to be you know, um, favourable to bowling or at least giving some assistance to the bowlers through the first two and a half or three days it could be fought with danger for them given the, the potency of Stark, Hazelwood and Cummins so it will be interesting I don't think they've lost there for the last six or seven years they would have missed a test or two with COVID over there but it has been somewhat of a bastion for them in recent times and then they move on to, to um, Christchurch but yeah what sort of pitch they turn out in Wellington uh, will be very interesting to see because, as I mentioned, it's normally uh, green tinge. They back themselves in, but um, it could be dangerous, as I said, with the trio of pace bowlers that Australia has.
And back on Australian soil, uh, the Sheffield Shield, that's in full swing at the moment. Western Australia playing out a draw against Tasmania, but a bit of form for uh, a couple of players in uh, Bancroft uh, and also Cameron Green. Uh, how are you seeing WA with a couple of field games to go? I think that was really important when he was talking about Australia, there, Cameron Green getting some, some runs under his belt. He made 96 immediately after he came back from India, and then he's made now... Um, 100 there, an unbeaten century. Unfortunately for Bancroft, it doesn't really matter at the moment how many runs he makes. It, um, unless, well, having said that, there's still a prospect that um, Kalaja may go at the end of next summer, so he does still need to keep making runs. Renshaw's had a pretty atrocious Sheffield Shield uh, when all said and done, so too as, as Marcus Harris. And unless they go for Bancroft, they're going to have to go outside someone, outside that trio probably, but yeah, Western Australia are obviously well-placed once again. They're third on the ladder. They've got an interesting run home, and they played a fifth-place Queensland. They've got no chance of qualifying the final, and they play Victoria away in the fixed second at the moment. I thought it was interesting tactics by Tasmania in that game. Um, they didn't really press for a result. They seemed to be quite happy to play out a draw and deny any chance of Western Australia grabbing points because I think they want to make sure they host the final. Um, but yeah, I think WA, if they win both their games, then they're, they're home and host because they'll knock out Victoria and actually go above them. But um, Tasmania, a pretty good side, it has to be said. They sort of fly under the radar because they are Tasmania. Most people, are, you ask a lot of people what's happening in Sheffield Shield, they'd probably say, oh, you know, New South Wales, Queensland, WA. Um, but Tasmania are the ones that are leading the charge at the moment. Having a look as well at the March One Day Cup final, uh, which will be against New South Wales. New South Wales, a team that WA have struggled against uh, in in recent seasons. Uh, how are you seeing uh, WA going in this game? A chance to record uh, three One Day Cup uh, championships in a row. Yeah, and fifth consecutive final. So they they certainly know how to make it to the pointy end of fifty over cricket. Um, I think I like their chances over there. The game's going to be played at Cricket Central, as they call it. It'll be interesting to see again what sort of pitch they turn out over there. Um, Darcy Shaw was terrific in the last game they played that got them through to the final and he made that 127 against Tasmania. Um, I still think there's very good balance in that Western Australian team, but you can't underestimate um, New South Wales. Dan Hughes, once again, coming off a century just recently. Um, Moses Henriques has been in terrific form, both at the bat, but also pulling the right strings with regard to captaincy. So I think it will be a, a hard-fought final. I guess you say that New South Wales are a marginal favourite, given they're playing on home soil. But, you know, it, it's going to be an incredible record that's being built here by Adam Voges, and he's already taken out uh, the triple twice. The prospect this season, we're in the final of the 50 over, so you know, it's a toss of the coin there. And then we just mentioned that they're well in the mix for the, the Sheffield Shield. So Adam Bode just, I don't know what he wants to do in the immediate future, whether he sees himself, you know, one day taking Andrew McDonald's place as Australian coach or whether he'd like to serve an apprenticeship in regard to the Australian job going overseas and, and working, say, with a, a county team or whether he'd like to go and coach another international team. But when it comes to putting up a, a CV, um, he's as, as impressive as impressive as anyone that's probably coached domestically in the last 10 or 15 years. Looking at that WA side for that Marsh One Day Cup final, uh, Joel 
Paris, a, a guy who's uh, one of WA's best bowlers, has probably been managed most of the season to play mainly shield matches. If he's fit and ready to go, is he someone that you play and take the risk on in a March One Day Cup final? It's an interesting one. They need to be absolutely convinced that he is 100% ready to go because he has been such a damaging player whenever he has been fit for West Australia in red ball cricket. I mean, his record is quite remarkable. I mean, he averages, from memory, I think, 20.2, and he's taken over 160 wickets. I mean, a first-class average of 20.2 is absolutely stunning. Now, I know that, you know, if you try to compare, say, Hazelwood or Stark, um, they are coming up against the best batters in the world in first-class cricket, like interplaying test cricket. But anyone that can average 20.2, with some longevity, played over 40 matches now, first-class matches, he is such a dangerous bowler. Um, but they would have to make sure, Matt, that he is not so much cherry ripe, but they believe that they can get him back up again. Because, you know, WA needs to perform well in these last two shield matches, preliminary matches, to get to the final. Um, God forbid, you would not, would not want him to break down because he has been in stellar form and has shown that he is able to get the job done. Yeah, looking forward to it, uh, that game uh, to be played uh, on the 25th of February, 7.05am start, Australian Western Standard Time. Uh, having a look at that England and India series as well, uh, India claiming the third test, they take a 2-1 lead. Uh, Basball coming into to question after they collapsed in that final uh, innings. Uh, How did you see it? Well, that ball went off the boil pretty quickly, didn't it? Because uh, India posted just under 450 in their first innings, and in reply, England were absolutely cruising. Um, at one stage, I think they were about two for 220, and all of a sudden they collapsed and made about 320. So, you know, they, they lost the best part of eight for under 100. Uh, and from there, I mean, in India, whenever you concede a, a significant first innings, lead to the opposition and doesn't matter who it is whether it's India conceding to the opposition or the other way around I know that I know that they got out of jail first year of 190 by Pope in the first innings but a first test match in the second innings the first test but they were always going to find it difficult once they conceded the lead and you know in the end we saw the, the brilliant batting of Giants well I mean consecutive double centuries I know that England's attack uh, you know when you look at the you know, the likes of Hartley and um, Ahmed Root having to do a lot of spin bowling. It's not exactly the most classy attack you're ever going to see, but for a young player to start with consecutive test double centuries, and when I say start, he's played seven or eight test matches now, but the next test was going to be played in Ranchi, and then the last test is going to be played in Durham, Charlotte. Now, that's up in the mountains near the Himalayas, and normally that is a spicy pitch up there. What is going to be interesting now for the next two test matches is what both teams do with their fast bowling stock. Will India give Boomer a rest and hope that you know they can? It doesn't matter that they they'll go to Darren Charlotte with a lead, or if it's two all, they've got him fresh to try and win the series three two. And again, England has to make a decision now about whether it's Anderson and Wood or whether just one of them plays in uh, Ranchi, and they go for all spin as backup like they did in the first test match. So the selection table will be very interesting for the fourth test. 
looking forward to it. Uh, that test uh, between uh, India and England, uh, India leading that series 2-1 at the moment. Glenn, thank you for joining me this morning. Great to chat uh, all things cricket, and uh, we'll chat again next week. Good on you. Thanks, Matt.